At an art museum, would you rather listen to a detailed guided tour or just enjoy the art without any interpretive support? Are you more comfortable visiting with a friend or do you prefer being in a group of interested strangers? The Dallas Museum of Art determined that visitors fall into one of four clusters based on their preferred learning styles. Bonnie Pittman, the director of the museum from 2008 to 2012, saw art museums as less interactive than children's or science museums, and those institutions provided a guide for making a more engaging art museum. The ability to think about visitors first and collections second comes really from the focus of those institutions. We will look at the four clusters, analyze the study, and talk to Bonnie Pittman in this episode of Museum of Museums. I'm your host, Ian Elsner. Museum of Museums is a tiny show about the way we display science, art, and culture. Each episode lasts less than 15 minutes, so let's get started. The study, called The Framework for Engaging with Art, was published by Bonnie Pittman et al. in a book called To Ignite the Power of Art. After analyzing the results of The Framework for Engaging with Art, performed at the Dallas Museum of Art, with 1,500 visitors in 2003, 2005, and 2008, the researchers identified four natural clusters based on the responses of the visitors, observers, participants, independents, and enthusiasts. Observers 26% of visitors are somewhat tentative about looking at art and being in art museums. They rated the statement, I am emotionally affected by art, lower than any other cluster. They include the highest proportion of males of any cluster. Participants 24% of visitors enjoy the learning and social aspects of their museum experiences. They tend to use guided tours, consult resources, and connect with the visual arts through other creative arts. They are interested in talking with others about art. Independents 20% of visitors are most comfortable looking at the art on their own and are least interested in being told insights about the art. They are confident explaining the meaning of a work of art to a friend. Enthusiasts, 30% of visitors, connect with art emotionally. They have a strong art background and many have made art themselves. They frequently visit museums and seek information in all types and all formats. They include the highest proportion of females of any cluster. If you recognize yourself or someone you know in those descriptions, it is not an accident. Pittman and her team made sure that the types of categories of visitors aligned with their understanding of the visitors. One of the tests was, can you identify three people um, for each of these clusters? Not make-believe people, but three people you know and describe them to us and what their interaction with the museum. And that kind of specificity, we went, oh my gosh, yeah. The first time that Pittman's team analyzed the data, it came back with three clusters, not four. First run of the data um, came back to us and, and the evaluator, Randy Korn, identified three clusters. And there was a two-day meeting with the curators, educators, and marketing and development staff. And we all kept looking at this and saying, you know, this just does not make sense for how we identify our audience. And I asked Randy, can you run this in different clusters so that we can look at it and see what the data produces and then how that aligns to our understanding of the audience? And she did that. and. And so we had the three cluster, everybody agreed something was missing. We didn't know what, but we knew something was missing. 
So the second run of the data came back with four and five. In the four cluster analysis, the new group that was added were what we call now the independents. When we ran them, we, we didn't name them right away. We just ran and, and sort of classified them. We had had names from the, from an earlier uh, version of this, but we, need, we knew we had to rename them, and naming them takes a lot of time because you have to get consensus. And ultimately, the, the team arrived at the four clusters saying, this is the strongest representation of who we are. You could imagine how identifying these clusters could trickle down into other aspects of the museum. According to Pittman, it has been useful for designing programs, marketing, and allowing museum staff to speak a common language. Part of my job, you have to understand, uh, was to keep create a shared language. That was what I wanted to come out of this, so that the staff, whether you were a guard or in marketing or a curator um, or an educator, if we said independence or if we said enthusiasts, you would know immediately what we were talking about because we had it all written down, but it would have deep resonant meaning and we would create a strategy around that audience that we wanted to engage with. So that notion of we had to have a shared language was also a driving force that would inform the work of the museum. And so we, we picked out um, exhibitions when we did exhibition planning. All the curators, all the educators, all the uh, marketing and development team are in the room at the same time. And so when we're um, putting things and doing the budget for that year, they had to, uh, the curator would identify their show and they always would say, oh, it's 25, 25, 25, you know, they always wanted to hit all the clusters thinking they would get, you know, more money and more programming. And the teams wouldn't let them do that. They'd say, are you kidding me? This is, you know, a very academic show and we need to, you know, it's fine to have an academic show and to really focus in on one piece in the collection. But let's treat it that way and understand that we're going to the enthusiasts and the um, independence. And so what kind of programming would they want? What kind of marketing would they want? And that would lead us to things like, oh, we need more voices of experts in this particular case. We need artists. We need the points of view around the, this particular work. These particular works have to come from a different place than if we're focusing on um, a show like King Tut, which is good for everybody, quite frankly, right. but very appealing to the observers and the participants, you know, because they're, they're being introduced to art. So these discussions were took a long time. They were very lively, filled with laughter and, you know, arguments about how we would work, how we would identify and agree on an audience, and how we would implement it into the program. You know that every fast food place and electronics store also goes beyond putting visitors in one big clump. But I could see how this is particularly useful at museums. In order for museums to truly serve their community, they should know exactly who that community is. Four clusters might only be the first step. 400 clusters might serve the community even better. You know, the truth is we're all some of each of the clusters. I mean, that, that was also proven in the data and research, you know, that each of us have some combination. You know, if I go into a collection that I know absolutely nothing about or a work of art I know nothing about, then I start over as an observer. I mean, Howard Ruchowski, one of the great contemporary collectors, is not um, – is not an Africanist. So when he goes in into the African galleries, it's, you know, he knows he's looking at good things, but he doesn't know a lot about them. 
Or you can have the visitor as an observer who's coming in for the first or second time and has no idea what, what the museum is like or how to navigate it, which is its own problem. So we encourage conversations with the floor staff and with the education staff who are out there a lot, the floor staff being the guards and the um, visitor services teams. And they got better and better over time about asking questions about experience. We were more interested in what their visitors' experiences are with works of art. And that data, those stories were fed back up through the loop and would get to the curators and the, the program teams and and that helped a lot to shape um, that. And we needed those people on the front lines to gather the data. Thank you for visiting Museum of Museums. I'm Ian Elsner, an enthusiast. More information about this episode, as well as links to To Ignite the Power of Art and more of Pittman's work, can be found at ofmuseums.com. Follow us on Twitter, at ofmuseums.